Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with Adrian Bluss for your daily news roundup. On today's we're talking Bitcoin, the debt ceiling, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and other top-traded tokens are down and markets showing mostly red. Despite the original cryptocurrency's slow retreat from $30,000, co-founder and CEO of research platform The Tie, Joshua Frank, pointed out on a recent appearance on Coindesk TV's All About Bitcoin show that there are still many positive market indicators for Bitcoin, at least within the world of cryptocurrency. BTC's market cap dominance is apparently surging again, nearing June 2020 highs, he noted. But liquidity remains a challenge. Quote, I think a lot of institutions are excited about Bitcoin. I think that the risk-off narrative is resonating right now, just like it did in 2021. He said, while explaining that a shortage of liquidity remains a challenge for the market, but is also leading to Bitcoin's overall outperformance. Continuing the quote, Bitcoin is outperforming due to several reasons, including market consolidation, low trading volume, and banking uncertainty. In the short term, Bitcoin is more correlated to gold. However, the U.S. regulatory environment is unenthusiastic and negative towards crypto, contributing to low liquidity. End quote. As the week continues, traders will be looking to U.S. job openings on Tuesday and news from the Fed about interest rate moves on Wednesday. Elsewhere, interest in so-called Bitcoin requests for comment or BRC20 tokens built with ordinals and stored on the Bitcoin blockchain has skyrocketed, lifting their market value by several hundred percent. Recently, the combined market cap for more than 8,800 of the tokens was $137 million. That's a staggering 682% rise from the $17.5 million number in its place just one week ago. That's according to data tracked by Ordinal Builder Ordspace. And taking a quick look at stablecoins, the number of dollar-pegged cryptocurrencies held in addresses tied to centralized exchanges extended its decline to reach the lowest since May of 2021, in what some market observers are describing as a sign of increasing investor risk aversion. As of Monday, the balance was just above $21 billion, according to Glassnode data. The blockchain analytics firm tracks exchange balances for all the major stablecoins plus a number of the smaller ones. That tally has more than halved since reaching a record high of over $44 billion back in mid-December. It gathered pace following the U.S.'s regulatory crackdown on Paxos's BUSD in February and the subsequent USDC dollar-pegged token volatility in March. 
after some of its reserves were suspected, then confirmed trapped within Silicon Valley Bank, before receiving a full bailout. Quote, It's a reflection of risk aversion towards stablecoins following Paxos being told by regulators to stop issuing BUSD and the recent depegging of USDC, said Dick Lowe, the founder and CEO of quant-driven trading firm TDX Strategies. Continuing the quote, There has also been a steady decline in the market cap of BUSD and USDC. End quote. And for those of you who might not remember, Paxos stopped minting the centralized dollar-pegged stablecoin BUSD, which was the one tied to Binance, back in February, complying with a regulatory order. Quote, Activity-wise, stablecoin balances on centralized exchanges continue to dwindle with little new incremental capital entering the ecosystem, wrote representatives of Signal Plus, a tech firm focused on democratizing crypto options in a daily market report. Continuing the quote, Furthermore, user activity on DeFi, NFTs, and GameFi remains heavily depressed despite the recovery in spot prices, reinforcing our cautious view on crypto prices in the near future. End quote. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk markets analysts Lila Ledesma, Amkar Gredbele, James Rubin, and Sam Reynolds. Bitcoin is currently trading at $28,061. That's down about one and three quarters percent since our show yesterday, while Ether is trading at $1,831 per token. That's down a little bit less than 1% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,234. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,254 and represents a just over 1.5% loss across top-traded tokens on the day. And now, with traditional markets, here's Adrian Blast. Thank you, Adam. Most global stocks were lower this morning as rising Eurozone inflation data raised investors' concerns that the U.S. and European central banks will increase interest rates this week. In the U.S., the Dow Jones Industrial Average ticked down just over a tenth of a point, while the S&P 500 traded relatively flat. The tech-heavy Nasdaq, meanwhile, ticked down a tenth of a percent. In Europe, major indices tracked similar losses, with Germany's DAX ticking down just over a third of a percent, London's FTSE 100 shed two-tenths of a percent, while the regional stock 600 lost just over a tenth of a point. In Asia, stocks were mostly positive, with Hong Kong's Sang Seng Index gaining half a point, while Japan's Nikkei 225 gained a tenth of a point. China's Shanghai Composite Index was closed for Labor Day. In commodities markets, Brent Crude, the global benchmark for oil, gained eight-tenths of a point, trading at $79 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, is trading at $1,994 per troy ounce, that's down 1% over the same time period. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the FT and MarketWatch. Thanks very much for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for after the break. We're going to dig into some top headlines. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners. Adam B. Levine here with some exciting news. As of Monday, May 1st, you'll be able to find Markets Daily on the Coindesk Podcast Network, as well as this feed that you currently subscribe to. The Coindesk Podcast Network actually is something that I started when I was a managing editor at Coindesk and has tons of interesting content that'll take you beyond the headlines and provide a wide array of perspectives, which is something very important to me. We've got a very special program to share with you on May 1st to kick off this next era in the history of Markets Daily. So go check it out. Give it a follow. You'll find the link in the show notes. And thanks for listening. Welcome back. Former Fed Chief and current Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned Washington yesterday that the U.S. government could become unable to pay all of its bills on time as soon as June 1st if Congress doesn't first raise the debt limit. President Biden on Monday invited the top Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill to meet next week to discuss raising the country's roughly $31.4 trillion borrowing limit, the White House said soon after Ms. Yellen's statement. The new estimate released Monday sets a shorter timeline than forecasters had previously expected, although it's pretty much what we expected here, which then the Wall Street Journal says, quote, 
puts the U.S. potentially just weeks away from the first default on the U.S. debt, end quote. This comes to us courtesy of the Wall Street Journal, and I'm going to resist the urge to editorialize on this, because I know that we have even bigger stories coming over the course of the next couple of weeks that will absolutely warrant it. But let's just say the choice of what debt to prioritize in terms of what gets paid back is very much a thing that they can and will do. And the reality of it is, is that this idea that we would default on the debt rather than simply cutting spending, which is the solution to this problem, is not even discussed, continues to demonstrate how these arguments are effectively in bad faith, set up between two points that do not represent the debate, but which are used to scare normal people into thinking that there's no alternative but to spend ever more money, which is a, frankly, bipartisan consensus in Washington. It's not a partisan issue at all. They all agree that they want to spend more of our money and want to borrow more of our money to do it. They just disagree about what they want to spend it on. But I digress. In other news, crypto lender Celsius is seeking to mingle its UK and US entities, as court filings allege the distinction between the two was always a sham. The bankrupt crypto firm is the latest to face allegations of poor record keeping in its corporate structure, in a court fight which is pitting its customers against Series B investors. Quote, the migration resulted in intercompany chaos, a May 1st filing by Celsius said, adding that internal records are sorely lacking, making it hard if not impossible to disentangle each entity's affairs. Regular customers, misled by management, did not understand the implications of this transfer, but more sophisticated Series B investors were apparently well aware of deficient record-keeping, the filing added, arguing that the two entities should be treated as one for bankruptcy purposes. Coindesk's Jack Schickler has more on this one. And finally, Digital Bank Revolut, which already offers crypto investments across Europe, is now open for business in Brazil. Revolut is making its first foray into Latin markets, attempting to tap into Brazil's growing demand for crypto assets, the bank said in an emailed announcement this morning. Crypto users in Brazil number some 10 million, according to the announcement, by the way. Coindesk's Jamie Crowley digs in in the show notes. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily. <laughs>